was younger, my dad was always talking about the stations that he worked at up and down the country. And you could actually see from my house, Egbra, Ferrybridge and Drax, and he used to point them out to me. After the first week or so, they, they got to know who I were and I am actually louder than most of the guys here now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like they'll, they'll pop their head out from somewhere and say, Emily, I can hear you all the way down there. My team that I do work with, they do keep me safe and they make me laugh every day. And I just want to thank everyone else that's made me believe that I can do this. Hi everyone, my name is Pete Hughes and welcome to the latest episode of Altrad Uncovered. I'm really pleased that for this edition we have a guest from the front line, a guest who delivers our services at one of the largest power stations in the UK, Ratcliffe Power Station in Nottinghamshire. Emily Rattigan joined Altrad in June 2018 and works as a boiler operative at the power station. She works tirelessly to ensure the plant remains operational so that it continues to generate electricity for over 2 million homes. Emily, I'm delighted you can join us. So welcome to the podcast. Hi, Pete. Thanks for the invite. Um, I'm looking forward to everybody hearing my story today. Brilliant. OK, let's begin. Um, the listeners will be really keen to get to know you, I'm sure. So I'd be grateful if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, perhaps something about your upbringing, your family life, your career before Altrad, and what the real Emily Rattigan is all about. Yeah, um, I can try and cram this in a few minutes for you. Um, but yeah, I grew up in Doncaster. Um, in a small village called Edlington. This was actually a coal pit village, so it's a very tight community, um, but it's it's brilliant growing up in a little village like that. Um, I like to I like to play with the lads on the street when I was growing up, with playing football, making dens, throwing stones and things like that. Do you know what I mean? It was really the tomboy experience. <laughs> um, I, was, I was just going to say, a real tomboy then. Yeah, there, completely. And I think I still am now, to be fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was absolutely brilliant growing up. Um, now as I've got older, um, I've just got my own house at the moment. Um, I've got a golden retriever, which I absolutely adore. It's absolutely lovely and it's called Dudley. Um, it's only eight months and it's a pain, but it's, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, and yeah, I love walking in. We like going on the nature reserve. That's what I do mainly in my um, free time when I'm not working. Um, but when I was growing up, I was around 14, 15 when I did get a job in a pet shop, uh, which wasn't very far from my house. Uh, I worked there until I was around... 16 and then I left school and I went straight into a convenience store went there for around seven years really um so I was there a long time really enjoyed that uh, so I have always worked since being young really it was putting my head straight from school I didn't go to college or anything like that but I did earn my way and 
pay my yeah. keep to my mum and things like that. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I did a little, after I worked in the shop, I did work there for seven years and I built my way up to a supervisor at the cost cutters. Um, after I did work that, I wanted to do something a little different. So I went into car insurance. Um, I worked there for around seven months, but it wasn't it wasn't the dream job, the job that made me completely happy. Do you know what I mean? But I did give it yeah. a try. I think what it is, is I love communicating with people, whether whether it's in person. And when I was on the phones and things like that, it just didn't, you know, what I mean, it didn't hit the nail on the head for me. I wanted to obviously yeah. communicate with more people. That that's an amazing journey. So you've um, you've gone from um, sort of working in retail, a bit in insurance, and then you joined Altrad. Um, yeah. You put on a pair of overalls and and headed straight into the boiler, one of the largest coal-fired power stations in the UK. Um, so it's quite an amazing journey. So um, a few questions spring to mind. So. What what first attracted you into the sector and how was it when you first arrived? And 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 probably more importantly, what did your mum think about all of that? Um, yeah, so like I say, my dad did work in power stations and uh, my brother does now. Uh, but when I was younger, my dad was always talking around talking about the stations that he'd worked at up and down the country. Um, you could actually see from my house actually that there was um you could see the cooling towers in the distance there was Egra, ferry bridge and drax and he used to point them out to me and i never thought then that i'd be working in them when i got older but yeah um that kind of enticed me to want to work in the stations yeah. um, so as soon as there was a position available i jumped to the chance um when i was younger um i did think about obviously wanting to work in this line of business I just wasn't sure on how to get to it but mum is very proud of me I always told her that I wanted to work in them and she was like oh no they're too dangerous they're too dangerous but <laughs> she she's all right now with it yeah now I tell her that obviously I'm safe and things like that I'm working safe and she's so happy for me um, and she even says obviously oh my daughter's going to be in the papers one day or my daughter's going to be on tv one day and you know what I'm on a podcast at the minute so <laughs> I'm guessing she's very proud yeah I'm sure um, she is I'm sure she is Emily and yeah. Uh, yeah you're halfway you're halfway to stardom by yeah by joining the podcast today, yeah exactly so, <laughs> so that's um, really good um so you know give give me a role on the uh, on the power station um would you mind sharing with the listeners exactly what you do in your role as a boiler operative as it's probably quite difficult for those who have never visited a coal-fired power station to imagine what you do so what does a typical day look like for you so um i work continental shifts so if i'm working either a morning an afternoon or an evening we come in and we speak to the previous shift for the handover um, we speak about obviously the state of the plan. If there's any jobs that need continuing with, if there's any jobs that need starting or any problems or anything that we do need to be aware of. Um, and then we go on to basically the boiler itself. Um, if the plant has been running, uh, the, boi the boiler will need to be ashed out. And what I mean by ashing out is we have high pressured water jets that shoot into the side of the boiler. And obviously we have to operate these jets. Um, it shoots water in and there's inverts on the inside of the boiler 
Yeah. This shoots the ash up to the top, which then runs down into a sluice way and gets rid of the ash. I mean, it is really important to make sure that this ash doesn't build up because it does get really, because it's so hot, it gets really hard and sticks together. Um, so that does need to be cleaned very regular. Um, also, the hoppers do need to be made sure that they're not blocked, they're not full. They need to make sure everything's running freely. Um, so that's kind of what we do over a shift. I mean, the ash and the boilers are really hot. It's over 154 as well, um, but they do get to over 600 degrees. Um, it's extreme temperatures, so it is quite hard. And the PP that you have to wear, uh, fire retardant overalls and things like that is a struggle to do when you're doing your jobs but you have to be really safe in this kind of job brilliant well that that's 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 really insightful in fact uh, emily you've worn me out just talking talking <laughs> through all of that so, it is it's quite that, tiring that's really good um so you know i'm curious about the, how the site management and the rest of the site operatives reacted to your appointment you know given it's such a male dominated environment so have there been any challenging moments in all of that and also you know have there been any really positive ones um yeah i mean it was a little bit awkward at first when i did first walk into the station and um, you kind of do feel like the elephant in the room just because it is <laughs> such a male dominated environment um it was a little, I was a little bit quiet. Sometimes the guys didn't know exactly how to speak to me or whether they should say certain things. Um, yeah. But after the first week or so, they they got to know who I were, and I am actually louder than most of the guys here now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like they'll they'll pop the red out from somewhere and say, "Emily, I can hear you all the way down there." Do you know what I mean? They know they know I'm just as loud as them, and they can't get a word in edgeways. Um, so the awkwardness has kind of died down. There's there's not any hard feelings there of anything uh, I get on with them they speak to me as a human being rather than a gender um they do speak to me like one of the lads and I act like one of the lads with them you know yeah. um but yeah it, it's it's really good really positive now great that, well thanks Emily that that's that's uh, really enlightening um and just building on that subject a little if I may um what what bits of your job do you really enjoy and and what aspects are you less keen on and secondly what what personal qualities of yours have helped you succeed do you think um because it strikes me things have gone pretty well so far yeah i mean i enjoy um dashing out on the boiler i think it's really good i, I, I strive to make sure that everything is cleaned i don't do half a job and you yeah. know uh, leave a job I've got a really good attention for detail and like to make sure that everything is done nicely everything is all the jobs are completed um and I do enjoy that yeah. uh, the bit that I'm not keen on probably is getting my overalls wet and being in my soggy overalls and soggy work boots um <laughs> I don't know uh probably looking at my hands after a, a shift like all my nails are dirty and obviously my nail varnish is chipped and things like that um but yeah it's one of them things it comes with the job but the commitment to keep the station operating really and the team spirit that we've got I really got on with the guys that I work with I think they're fantastic um like I say it's a bit less glamorous with your nails <laughs> and things like that um but I do love being part of a great team really brilliant Th thank you thank you Emily that uh 
yeah no it's uh, i can imagine it's uh, it's not for the faint-hearted so uh, no thank you for that um so if i extend the conversation a little into gender diversity more broadly within altrad you know there's a wealth of evidence which demonstrates that greater gender diversity makes companies you know more adaptable more productive more responsive to what their clients are telling them and i suppose you know ultimately more successful with all that in mind do you have any thoughts on how we could accelerate our progress in a, in attracting females into the business and more importantly supporting them to develop their careers here um allowing me to join the podcast today actually really does help I mean, it does highlight the females in the company and the roles that we do undertake. Yeah. Um, perhaps commit to the percentage of female trainers, trainees entering the business each year. Maybe that could help. Um, yeah. Or train people on the unconscious bias support. And what I mean by that is, so if you see a gentleman doing a job, obviously you think, oh, it's a man's job. And then training people on that could help a lot, really, and um, change the perspective of some people. Yeah. Um, mentor the female talent, um, being gender neutral on the job advertisements and how CVs are assessed as well. Many companies take any reference, whether it's male or female off the CV before they actually get sent to the hiring manager. Um, I've heard that does actually, a lot more have gone through where the females have been uh, employed you know when the uh, male or female gender has been taken off the CV. Yeah. Um. So I mean that that could help a lot. That really could. Yeah. No. I th- th- there's some interesting points in all of that, uh, uh, Emily. So I think uh, so, certainly I think um, that unconscious bias subject you mentioned is, you know, through through nobody's fault. Um. I guess you know if if you've always seen a male do a job you've got it sort of fixed in your mind that a male should almost continue to do that job some great points in that um and and fantastic you've raised them here today as um, you know uh the executive committee will be listening so um um i'm sure we'll talk a lot more about that in the uh, in in the future yeah um and talking of the future let's chat a little bit about what what's what's the future for you i'm sure you know you've inspired many of those listening today so what's next for you in your career and um whilst you've got the attention of everybody in the business right now um how can we support you with your progress um i mean i do recognize that there is a ladder that i do have to climb within this business um and i will keep climbing it i'm hungry to learn and make make myself into a person that people may look up to or someone someone can relate to um i want to go further in this line of work i really do Uh, i'd like to develop and undertake maybe a manager or a supervisor role if that is possible in the future when the time's right um hopefully that can come to me perhaps gain experience on other sites as well if i could do that i'd like to travel maybe uh, have different challenges but ultimately I would like to join the Altrad's wider business management I think all experience I've gained on the tools and things like that it should give me a great foundation um, of which to work I think yeah well thanks Emily I mean that's it's great to hear 
you've got the aspiration to uh, to progress within Altrad. And I'm sure, you know, there's an equal enthusiasm from Altrad to uh, to support you to progress. Um, so I'm just going to turn to uh, one question that came in via email to altrad.uncovered at altrad.com, uh, which reads as follows. Uh, do you feel that you are treated any differently as you're a female in a very male dominated industry? Um, yes and no when it comes to that question. Uh, it's always obviously a little awkward when you do come into an environment like this uh, which is so male dominated. Um, mm. The guys do seem to be a little bit sceptical about my capability of what I can do mm. and my strength and things like this which is totally fine because they do look after me but they all almost step in to support me if you get me so yeah there's yeah. no re there's no need for that really because I can hold my own but they must think that I need wrapping in cotton wool or something like that um <laughs> so, you know but yeah. I do appreciate it but really I can do it myself uh, sometimes it can make you feel a little bit like oh I've got to give it 110% show that I can do it so I do feel like um, I have to go much further than anyone else to prove okay. myself or in my spurs, if you like. I can appreciate that, uh, Emily. And uh, yeah, it's an interesting perspective there that, um, you know, awkward at first, but 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 almost from your perspective, um, you know, you have to you feel like you have to overachieve to, uh, to to almost get noticed and appreciated for the fact you can complete the tasks. So. Yeah, absolutely. Completely understand that's a great perspective, as I say. Um, as we're approaching the end of our time today, um, one final question from me. If you could offer any advice to a female joining the sector and working for Altrad on the front line, what, what would that be? And secondly, do you have any final thoughts to share with the listeners of this podcast? Yeah, I mean, it is a fantastic sector to work for. Um, it's a great company. Rather than be afraid of it, just go for it. Um, if you're looking for a challenge to really stretch your strength of character, then just go for it in this kind of business. Um, you don't worry about the guy's reaction because in my experience, they worry more than females, to be fair. <laughs> um, but we do support a power station that provides electric to over 2 million homes um, and life without electricity is unimaginable. Can't imagine my life without my phone um, or my hairdryer <laughs> or something like that. Um, but yeah, my final thoughts. Um, firstly, I just want to thank the opportunity to come on this podcast. Personally, it does mean a great deal. I want to thank my manager, Kev, uh, for giving me an opportunity to strive further and progress in the work obviously that I'm doing at the moment he, he gives me chances to take something else and um, I really appreciate that right. uh, also I want to thank my friend Glenn that I see every single day he's provided me encouragement and um, he obviously has pushed me forward and obviously um, so I hope obviously some females do listen to this today and I hope that they take that chance if they want to take that chance to join this kind of business because it is worth it in the end. Emily, th thank you ever so much for that. That was heartfelt. Uh, so thank you. Thank you very much for that. Um, and, and also, th thank you very much for sparing your time today. Um, I've really enjoyed the chat. We've certainly gained some insights into, into you, your role, 
and what it's really like to be delivering those key services to our clients as a female in a in a very male dominated environment so you know you've been an inspiration actually so um a big thank you from me for your time today i really do appreciate it no worries it's been my pleasure thank you thank you emily so in concluding i'd like to thank the listeners for the time and please do continue to send in your feedback via email to altrad.uncovered at altrad.com thanks for listening